I'm so excited you're here. Welcome to um, episode one of True Selfie. I'm your host, Brooke, and I am excited to dive into our topic for today. Um, so we're basically going to talk about, if you did not see the title of this episode, it's called Selfie ID. And when I was really thinking about where to start my podcast, like what would I want a fellow sister, a fellow friend, a fellow Christian to learn or start off with, or how can I encourage you the most on like the number one episode? Okay. And, um, I know growing up and I know that culture is absolutely insane. Um, so I know that there is a spirit of confusion over a generation right now that it is just wreaking havoc, um, everywhere, anywhere. It doesn't even matter your age. It literally does not matter. Um, the enemy has just come in and tried to confuse non-believers and believers and people who are just kind of Christian, but don't, you know, live a life of, of a Christ-like life. And so I thought that if I could speak life to you today, it would be to um, help you identify who you are. A lot of the times, um, we don't fulfill our destiny. We don't fulfill our purpose because we don't have a context or a belief in who we are and who Christ created us to be. And so when we talk about identifying or a selfie ID, um, which I'm excited to kind of go into a little bit later in this episode, but um, I always define things out because I want to know the root of what I'm talking about. I always go to Google or um, in my pages app, I will just like highlight it and click that define button so I can get a grasp of exactly what the the word is, what it means. And so um, when I did that, identifying it says it's something or someone who is just pointing out who or what something is. You're establishing who or what something is. You're saying to yourself, who am I? I'm asking you, who are you? Okay. So a funny story. Um, I don't know. I think it was like last week. It could have been two weeks ago. My middle child, um, his name is Landon and he is eight years old and he's in the third grade. Um, so he, first off, if you know anything about me, I am not someone who is like a hoarder. I cannot stand like stuff just, I I don't want a bunch of stuff in my house. Like if you come into my house, you're going to find that it's decorated and everything, but I don't have like a million things on my counters and that's just not who I am. I don't. And so when my kids come home, um, I, they have this folder and it's just got papers and papers and, you know, great test scores and, and like practice writing and pictures that they drew in our class. And I am the mom that I will open up that folder and I will shift through it pretty quickly. And then it just goes straight into the trash can. And I know that some of you moms out there are like gasping because that's not you. And you're one of those moms that like has 
20 pieces of artwork on their refrigerator. And um, I'm just glad that God created us all differently and we can all agree to disagree on topics, but that is not me. I will look at those papers. I will throw them right in the trash can. It does not affect me. Like my kids are used to it. <laughs> now I do keep a few, you know, really special things, but there, I just don't have that. Like it's not in me. So um, he brings home papers and I just shuffle through them. And um, there was one paper in particular last week that I looked at and he, it's the question that, you know, in preschool, in kindergarten, in third grade, at, they ask you at the beginning of the year, you know, who do you want to be when you grow up? And it's funny because Landon is a perfect example of how a lot of us view ourselves. Um, you know, if he's like, if you were to ask him that question, um, in the beginning of the school year, it would be different by the end of the school year because, um, he's one of those like sports. He loves sports. He's just a athletic, really talented, gifted kid, um, in sports. And so if you ask him that question in the springtime, um, he would write down, he wants to be a baseball player. And, you know, if you asked him that question, um, in preschool, when Paw Patrol was like, all he cared about, he wanted to be a police officer. Um, if you ask him that question, like the teacher did this year, um, at the beginning of the school year, his answer was football player because we're in football season. Right. And so, um, his response or his view of who he wants to be, or, you know, what, when he grows up is literally based on, um, outside factors. It's based on, you know, what, sport he's playing at the time it your situation you may say that you are a um stay-at-home mom because you stay at home like i do or you may say you know my husband is a program manager so that's who he is um we could base that off of uh like career choices on who we are we can base it on um our financial status you know i'm just a blue collar worker you know that's who i am I'm, um, a banker. I work in the banking field. So I'm a banker. That's, that's who I am. Um, you could also do it based on your location. You know, I'm a Midwestern that's, you know, born and raised in Indiana. That's who I am. Right. Um, so all of these outside factors, um, are who we subconsciously say that we are. Um, but we cannot base our, our identity based off of outside factors, because like Landon showed us in this illustration, you know, those change, um, they change frequently. Uh, they change seasonally, they change throughout your life. Um, but the main question has to be based on who you are as an inward person, um, who we are, um, at our core is solely based on our inward man. You know, I think about the Bible or the story in the Bible that talks about, um, in first Samuel where Samuel is going around trying to pick the next King, you know, um, God, this is perfect for this because, you know, Samuel, God tells Samuel, you know, I'm going to send you to this house, right? And I want you to anoint the next King. And Samuel is like, sweet, man, I got this. Like, um, I'm going to go. God's going to tell me I'm going to anoint, 
you know, all great. So Samuel goes and um, Jesse has what, like, I don't know, a handful of kids, right? And so Samuel's just going down the line and he's like, oh, this, this one has to be the king. I mean, he is good looking. He looks like a king, um, you know, tall, dark, handsome. This is the guy. And God's like, nope, Samuel, keep going. That's not the king, right? And so then he goes to the next son and he's like, oh yeah, this this is it, God. I know this is who you want me to anoint because, you know, he is just so strong. He's got arms. I mean, I just think of like, um, he's like Hercules or, you know, just someone super buff, superhero, whatever you want to call it. But God's like, listen, Samuel, that's not him either. He's basically tells Samuel, like, listen, you guys look at the outward things. Um, but I look at the N word. There is an inner self that has to come to full knowledge of who it is. Um, You know, Psalm 51 says this, you desire truth in the innermost being. I love that. Um, I'm one of those people that like to kind of look at different versions of of the Bible just to kind of see and really understand it. Because a lot of times you read a version and you're like, I don't even know what that's about. Like, what are you trying to say, God? And so, um, usually in those instances, I will pull up, um, just different versions because your girl needs black and white. I am just a black and white person. I want to see it for what it is. I want to know exactly what it means. And so, um, I love the message version because it is literally my lingo. That's how I talk. And, um, I love it. It I love this one because it says, um, God is after truth from the inside out. It starts on the inside. We have to know our true selfie to really walk out um, a life that pleases the Lord and a life that we can walk in freedom. Um, Now that sounds, I know you guys are like, yeah, that's awesome, Brooke. I love that. That's so good. But can I just share a little bit of bad news? Because if I didn't love you, I would just share the great news and just encourage you and just, um, you know, send you off your way, you know, whether you're going to school or work or whatever you're doing, you may be home. Um, But there is bad news, right? Um, The enemy does not want you walking in your purpose. He doesn't want you to know who you are. He doesn't want God's plans carried out on the earth. Um, That is basically his worst nightmare. (laughs) If God gets any glory on this earth, um, it alarms him. He does not want that. He, um, He wants to stop it. So how does he stop that from happening? How does he stop God getting glory on this earth from happening. He does that by deceiving and deception is his number one, like football plays. He, that's like his number one play. He loves to deceive. Um, he goes around deceiving people and he'll deceive situations. He'll make things sound like they're a mountain of trouble when it's literally just like a small little hill. Like that's what he does. He deceives. He makes things seem bigger than what they are. He makes you feel like you can't conquer something when it's only just a little task. Um, 
he has to deceive. You know, we see it from the beginning, like the very first few pages of the Bible, we see how um, the enemy deceives Adam and Eve. He got Adam and Eve to doubt God. And um, how did he do it? He did it by lying. He fed them lies. Um, You know, the Bible talks about the enemy being the father of lies. So um, that's basically what he does. Like that's his, that is him in a nutshell. He is the father of lies. He's good at it. And that's how he gets God's glory, how he gets it on like a non-existent scale, how he makes it to where um, it's like he's trying to diffuse the glory of God on the earth. And um, I was reading, I've been reading, or I have read this book and it And it's been a few years back, but it's one of those books that like, it literally wrecks you. It wrecks your mind. It wrecks you to where you are just like, it's like a revelation. Like that's the kind of book it is. It revealed so much about the supernatural um, things that go on in heaven and it's just a good book. So if you haven't heard of it or you've not read it, I want you guys to go read it. It'll blow your mind. It's called The Courts of Heaven. Um, it's just a phenomenal read. And um, it really dives into the court system of heaven. It talks about, um, it's like a court show. <laughs> you know, there's so many court shows on during the day. And it's like that, but it's happening in heaven. And it's literally so good. So Um, I love this book because it really shows how the enemy, he brings up cases against us to God and how, um, kind of like how he did with Job. If you've not read Job, I encourage you to go read Job. Job had literally what we would call a disastrous life, like battle after battle, um, heartbreak after heartbreak. And the enemy wanted to throw things at Job and God allowed that to happen. So it kind of um, makes Job seem a little bit more, um, it gives you insight into exactly how Job, the whole situation panned out. But David talks about this book of destiny and Psalms and it says this, um, it says this, here we go. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed and in your book, they all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. And that's in Psalm 139, 16. Now, this talks about God already knowing our destiny before we were even created. Um, he had this plan already written, already fashioned, before we were even created. It's crazy. He had it written down for us in this book. And it is our job as Christians to not only fulfill that plan, but we have to walk it out every single day. Um, my one, like the beginning of that scripture, it says, your eyes saw my substance. Like when I think of that, I think of God literally seeing, like he sees it, um, He sees our makeup, like our entire makeup. He sees our fingerprints. He sees our personalities, our passions. He knows our DNA. 
Um, he knew all of it before we were even created. He knew it. And so he wrote it in this book for us to fulfill when our time has come. And so um, when I think about that and I think about a book that was literally created um, step by step of everything that we are supposed to walk out in this life, I think about identity. I think about identification. I think about the technology today. Um, you know, it's crazy how much technology has grown in just this last decade. Um, you know, everybody has their smartphones and on our smartphones, we have this thing called self identification or self ID. And, um, you know, it's where we open up our phone and look into the camera and we can unlock our phone. We can, um, make purchases. We can, um, allow subscriptions to happen. We can, um, get on websites and know our passwords. I am the worst y'all at passwords. My husband has like this whole Excel sheet of all of our passwords. And when I create a password, I'm like, yeah, that's great. And then like three months later, I'm like, oh my goodness, what was that password? And so every time like I make a password, I try my best to send it to him so he can add it to our Excel sheet because we have like hundreds of these passwords, right? But, um, our self ID, our selfie ID is what allows us to open up, um, you know, things that are supposed to be locked down and, and hidden from the world. Our self, our face, our recognition can unlock that. It's literally crazy literally crazy how much technology has grown. And so I began to look into this whole selfie ID thing because it really resonated with me and what I wanted to talk about. And it resonated with the whole um, podcast that God had literally just weeks have really birthed into my spirit. And so I began to look into it and I found it interesting, the comparison. Um, I want to read it to you really quick and then we're going to wrap up. Um, but it says the selfie ID verification process allows organizations such as, um, the social security administration to compare a selfie. Okay. To your official document pictures, allowing them to verify your identity without visiting a facility in person, right? So these documents are issued by the government. And they include things like your license, your passport, your state ID. These methods are sometimes necessary to determine whether a person is who they claim to be. I'm literally, I have goosies right now. So there is a book, if you will, here on earth that contains who you are. It identifies you. It keeps track to make sure you are who you claim to be. Do you guys like see this? There is a book in heaven, you guys, with all your plans, your purpose, your steps, your desires, your passions, your personalities, your DNA, your substance. There's this book in heaven who you were created to be. And so my question to wrap this up today, 
When you go to unlock your, your phone and you stick that phone up at your face, would yourself, would your selfie, would your facial recognition, would your self ID unlock your phone to the book in heaven that God created it? Would your facial, would it grant you access into things that only you can do? Only you can walk out. It's seriously, it's so good. Would it grant you access? Like, would it? Are you walking the life that God in his book has already asked you to walk out? Are you doing the things? Are you who God wants you to be? Are you living a life that he's predestined and already predetermined your steps? Is that the steps that you're walking in? Listen, you guys, don't get tripped up. I can't tell you, if I can tell you anything, it's don't get tripped up with all of the stuff out there that's counterfeit because for every truth and everything that God created, the enemy has also created a counterfeit, something that's not true, something that's not as it should be. And so can I tell you that God does not want you to get tripped up in that stuff. You know, the enemy comes, and we learn this in scripture, he only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to hack into your life. But there is an identification system. There is a selfie ID that you, only you, can unlock with the power of the Holy Spirit. So, so, so good. I just want to pray over you. Um, Father God, I thank you. God, I thank you. I thank you for everyone that is listening right now, God, whether it be today on the 23rd of September, 2022, God, whether it be five years from now, God, you have the ability, your Holy Spirit has the ability to tug on hearts now. It has the ability to to make this um, word go and not return void. And I just pray that you tug on the hearts of the people listening, God. I pray, God, that as they learn and grow and figure out who they are in you, that you would help them, God, that you would... Um, grow them. God, that you would fashion them into the mere purpose that you have designed for them long ago. Your scripture, it says, God, that you formed us in our mother's womb. God, you knew us before we were even created. And God, you loved us even then. And now you love us even more. Help us, Father, God, to know our purpose Help us to know that we are yours, that the enemy does not have any power here. We do not give the enemy power over who we are created to be. Help us, Father, know that each and every day. In Jesus' name, amen. I thank you guys so much for just tuning in and listening. I am so excited to kind of walk a little bit further into, you know, who you were created to be, um, the purpose that God has for you. 
I want you to know your true selfie and I seriously cannot wait to dive into more topics with you. Hey, listen, share this with a friend. Um, Help me get God's word out. If there is someone in your life that you feel like would really benefit from this episode, please share it. Um, Pray for them, love on them, encourage them. I can't wait to come back and chat with you guys um, on episode two, and I look forward to seeing and hearing from y'all then. Much love.